This podcast includes frank discussions of mature themes that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is intended to provide encouragement and support through personal storytelling. The views expressed are the opinions of the participants and not intended to be medical, legal, clinical, or professional information or advice of any kind. Welcome to the Bubble Hour. 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 Welcome, 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 welcome to the Bubble Hour. I own it. I did that. Not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. Not looking for excuses. I just want to be free from power. Weakness head on me. Jean McCarthy, and you're listening to The Bubble Hour. Hello, and welcome to The Bubble Hour Archives, a treasure trove of episodes ranging from 2012 to 2022. I'm recovery advocate and author Jean McCarthy. I joined The Bubble Hour as a host in season two. Together with other hosts over the years, Ellie, Lisa, Amanda, and Catherine, we all extend to you our gratitude for listening and a heartfelt wish that this podcast will find a welcome home in your recovery toolkit. The resources mentioned on the show are available at thebubblehour.com, including information on the online support group called the BFB, or Booze Free Brigade, often mentioned on the show. Now, if you're hearing this message, you're listening to one of our free archived episodes, and we'll make sure that there are loads of these available for you to enjoy. These are partial versions of the original recordings, and if you want to hear more, you can listen to full versions and the entire back catalog ad-free by joining us on Patreon. So just head to patreon.com slash thebubblehour to learn more. I'll also put a link in the show notes to make it even easier for you to find that. So, all right then, enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. This is Amanda, and welcome to the Bubble Hour, where real people tell real stories of alcoholism and recovery. I'm here tonight with my co-hosts, Ellie and Lisa. Hey, ladies. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. How are you? All three of us were so busy this week, we didn't have time to plan a show topic. So we decided that balance (laughs) would be a good thing to talk about. When Ellie suggested the topic, I actually glanced over at a book that I keep near my computer called The Language of Letting Go by Melody I hope I'm saying that right. And this is a book I found very helpful in my recovery, and so I figured I'd look up balance in the index. And as I remembered, there were several several entries in there about balance, so what I thought we would do is read some of those passages and then just have a conversation about balance and you know, what it looks like, you know, how, when we know, how we know when we're off balance what we do to get back on balance, and why balance is important to recovery. So I'm going to start with the first reading, which is from April 30th. And actually, I just wanted to mention, this book has daily readings that are posted on the Hazelden website every day. And they're just daily meditations in there. I've always found them very helpful, just things to think about throughout the day. So this one is from April 30th, and it says, The goal is balance. We need to balance between work and play. We need balance between giving and receiving. We need balance in thought and feelings. We need balance in caring for our physical self and our spiritual self. 
A balanced life has harmony between a professional life and a personal life. There may be times when we need to climb mountains at work. There may be times when we put extra energy into our relationships. But overall, the, but the overall picture needs to be balanced. Just as a balanced nutritional diet takes into account the realm of our nutritional needs to stay healthy, a balanced life takes into account all of our needs. Our need for friends, work, love, family, play, private time, recovery time, and spiritual time, time with God. If we get out of balance, our inner voice will tell us we need to listen. Very important. Today I will, ex- <laughs> Today will, I will examine my life to see if the scales have swung too far in any area and not far enough in some. I will work towards achieving balance. Um, so it was so funny when, when Ellie brought up this topic, I was like, I, I, I kind of let out a sigh of relief because I was like, oh, that's what's missing in my life right now, balance. And, you know, it's, it's funny when we're, I, I, well, at least for me, when I'm, in, when I'm off balance, I can't always see it right away. And, but, you know, there are certain signs for me. I did find myself getting very agitated this week. And actually, let me just back up a little bit. I know for me, the reason why I'm off balance right now is I had a huge project at work this past week. And, you know, there was the planning going into it and then um, the actual execution of the project, which is, you know, it was a big deal. On Thursday night, I was at work late and there at the crack of dawn Friday morning and just nonstop from actually the minute I got in my car. And there was the build-up to that and there were the preparation. And I really found myself with something that needed to get done, but there were little things that really threw me off balance. I mean, working hard at work is not a big deal to me. That's something that I do. It's, 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 it's something that I enjoy. I love my job. But this particular project and with all the other things that I had going on in my personal life, including my recovery meetings and making time for my, my personal life, it was just a simple little thing that I didn't pick up my allergy medicine. And because I didn't have time to take care of me, I didn't have time to stop at the pharmacy for five minutes and pick up my allergy medicine. And it was funny because I woke up Saturday morning after I finally picked it up, I think Friday night, but after having been off it for three days in the midst of, you know, my craziness at work and I had what basically felt like a sinus infection or I've, I've felt sick all weekend, physically sick. And I think it's, it was just allergies. I was concerned that it was something more than that, but it was because I wasn't taking care of myself because I had all of my energies focused towards work and trying to take care of everything else. And I, you know, I really, once I finally stopped on Saturday, I realized that I don't think I had stopped and rested myself in two weeks. And that's just too much. And so, as it says here, sometimes you have to, you, you do have to go through these things. I mean, we do have to right. deal with life. But what I found in, that really helped me a lot is Friday night, I have a regular recovery meeting that I go to, and I went to it. I was tired, but there was a friend of mine was um, celebrating an anniversary, and I really wanted to be there for that. And so I went, and it's a discussion meeting, and, you know, it, and, I, and I shared at the meeting. And it was, it's funny because we talk about keeping balance. I was tired, 
So part of me wanted to stay home and take care of myself and, like, go to sleep. But the other part of me knew that I had been angry and agitated all day. And so by going to the meeting and sharing, I felt like this this just weight lifted off my shoulders. I was like, oh, phew. And then to top it off, when Ellie suggested the topic of balance, I was like, that's that's right. I really need to maybe just slow things down a little bit and calm down with life for a couple of days. So it's important to recognize that, though. A simple thing for me is when I'm feeling over overly emotional one way or another, whether it be angry or if I'm really sad about something, to me, that's a sign that something's off balance and I need to take mm-hmm. a look at what I'm doing and what I need to do to get back on track. Lisa, how about you? Well, first of all, Amanda, I can relate totally to what you just said. And when Ellie earlier in the week made the suggestion that maybe we just do every other week for the show in the summertime, I have to admit, I thought, okay, good, I'll... Um, I have to get my life together and get things in order. But truly, it's kind of like you, Amanda, talking about going to that meeting on Friday night, even though you were really tired and kind of wanted to just go home and kind of escape. I think sometimes doing things like this, even though it is, you know, it's hard to come up with a topic and make sure we're being saying what needs to be said, because sometimes I feel like I have nothing left to say. Like, I've already said it all. Nobody wants to hear me. But then something just kind of pulls at me and makes me want to do this with you guys. So, anyway, I I totally related to that. But um, the, the one that I'm reading is from January 12th, and it's Finding Balance. The goal of recovery is balance, that precious middle ground. Many of us have gone from one extreme to another. Years of taking care of everyone but ourselves, followed by a time of refusing to focus on anyone's needs but our own. We, we may have spent years refusing to identify, feel, and deal with our feelings, followed by a period of absolute obsession with every trace of emotional energy that passes through our body. We may succumb to powerlessness, helplessness, and victimization. Then we swing to the other extreme, by aggressively wielding power over those around us. We can learn to give to others while taking responsibility for ourselves. We can learn to take care of our feelings as well as our physical, mental, and spiritual needs. We can nurture the quiet confidence of owning our power as equals in our relationships with others. The goal of recovery is balance, but sometimes we get there by going to extremes. Today, I will be gentle with myself understanding that sometimes to reach the middle ground of balance, I need to explore the peaks and valleys. Sometimes the only way I can extricate myself from a valley is to jump high enough to land on a peak and then slowly ease myself down. Okay. Well, for me, this is, I don't even, I have so much to say about balance because I'm so bad at it. I'm horrible at balance. I have no idea what I'm doing. It just, totally off the charts when it comes to balance. I don't, I, don't, I don't even really know how to begin. I can tell you, though, that for me, my work-home recovery balance seems like really an elusive goal. You know, I'm learning as I go, but obviously I have a lot, a long way to go with this, and I've learned a lot from you guys, actually, but I, I think one of the most important things that I've kind of learned 
through recovery and just through some sober time is I've always, in the past, I've always thought that I needed to be able to kind of split myself into separate but equal, equal roles. Like, you know, one part of me is a mom, one part of me is an employee, one part of me is me. But really, those three parts can't be divided equally, you know, into equal parts. So I, I try on my most overwhelming days to force myself really to remember that I'm just one person and I'm wearing many hats and I'm really trying to do the very best I can. And sometimes I just have to think, okay, well, I made it through this day and I got everyone somewhere safely and nobody was harmed by me and I didn't drink. So that's kind of miraculous on its own. So I've kind of tried to learn that that sometimes has to be enough and I'm just in a constant state of trying to figure out how to be really good at everything that I do. But it's sometimes, honestly, I feel like I do so much. I mean, we all do. It's not like I'm doing something different from any other parent and or, or, or person who works and has a life. I mean, everybody's really busy. But my goal is to, instead of doing things so half-assed, that I can actually get maybe at least one of those things that I'm trying to do right. But it seems like sometimes I'm doing so much that nothing is ever done completely right. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my goal is, you know, just to be gentle with myself and not be so hard on myself and try to really stop making all these lists that have 15 items to do. And maybe make a list that has just three items to do and not, and really and truly do those three things instead of making unobtainable goals for myself every day because that just leads to frustration. And Well, anyway, I think I'm rambling on, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not the person to ask about balance. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe none of us I know are. nothing about it, okay? Well, here's the irony. We're doing a show about balance and none of us are equipped to talk about it. So. <laughs> Do you ever wish for a little bit of recovery inspiration on the go? Tiny Bubbles is a new podcast that brings you the best bits of the Bubble Hour podcast in quick little episodes, just 15 minutes long, but packed with wisdom, insight, and encouragement to live your life wholeheartedly and alcohol-free. Look for Tiny Bubbles wherever you get podcasts and subscribe today. Tiny Bubbles. Little bits of recovery goodness brought to you by the Bubble Hour. Sometimes all you need is a little pep talk so you can get back to living that beautiful life you're building. I don't know if balance is even possible, but I do recognize when things are absolutely out of control. And then I know that I need to kind of reel it back in. And, you know, one thing for sure is I like to know what's coming next. And I know my children like to know. And I believe in schedules for myself and for my kids. And I really try hard to stick to to a schedule. I don't know. It just seems to work for me. And of course, that's not always possible. But for the most part, I'm a firm believer and my kids have to go to bed early at a scheduled time. And they need it. They need, they need to, developmentally, they need to be able to sleep, to grow. And also, I would go crazy. And I had mm. to stay 
sane and sober. So, I mean, I have to have some kid-free time at night. And I guess that's kind of a way for me to make sure things are kind of balanced out throughout my day. Anyway, Ellie, what about you? Wow. Yeah, I guess the, the disadvantage of going third is that I could just sort of say ditto to everything. But, um... <laughs> Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> But I won't. I won't. Okay. Usually I can find a thing or two to say. Right. I'll right, start right. with an, another reading from the same book that Amanda mentioned, and this is from March 28th, and it's called Seek Balance. Balance emotions with reason. Combine detachment with doing our part. Balance giving with receiving. Alternate work with play, business with personal activities. Balance tending to our spiritual needs with tending to our, 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 sorry, our other needs. Juggle responsibilities to others with responsibilities to ourselves. Balance caring about others with caring about ourselves. Whenever possible, let's be good to others, but be good to ourselves, too. Some of us have to make up for lost time. Today, I will strive for balance. And all three of these readings hit me really pretty hard because, as Lisa and Amanda have mentioned, it has not been a great week for balance. This actually was pretty comical. Yeah, emails back and forth between all three of us on Thursday going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, we have a show. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it occurred to me last night, actually, when I was feeling highly imbalanced at a party with a bunch of people who aren't alcoholics. I was not with my recovery friends, and I thought, I think the show needs to be about how we don't have balance or the importance of balance because I was not feeling very grounded at the moment. And I, I'm going to echo a lot of what Amanda and Lisa talked about, but I, I think the first thing that I notice when I'm not in balance is that my thinking changes. And it reminds me a lot of how my thinking was when I was an active drinker. I start wondering if people are mad at me, if they like me. I start having those conversations in my head with people who aren't even there. You know, I'm going to say this and she's going to say that. I get kind of martyrish, I get, which is another a fancy way of saying I get resentful. Start thinking, mm-hmm. I, or, or I think in generality, it's like, I do everything, or I can't do anything right, or he or she does nothing, or nobody likes me, like nobody, everything, always, never. You know, these things, these words come into my mm-hmm. head that really show me that my balance is off, because nothing's ever, always, or never, or it's, you know, it just, it's, it's, it's an icky way to think, it's an icky way to view the world, and... When I'm in balance, for the most part, I think Lisa put it well that I'm not really sure total balance is possible. Excuse me, possible. And I think that perfectionism is kind of like the ugly stepsister of imbalance because I sort of feel like I'm supposed to be doing everything perfectly. And so when I get too much on my plate and I can't, I don't feel like I'm doing everything to the degree that I would like to. I get that kind of oh screw it, you know, throw my hands up in the air. If I can't do it well, then I'll just, I won't do it all. Or mm-hmm. it's an all-or-nothing kind of thinking. We've talked on this show before about how me in particular, but also other people that are alcoholics or addicts, that we're we're just we like zero and we like ten, but we're, we just sort of hate five. Mm-hmm. And so there's some kind of pace around eight that I really like. Like, I'm really busy, and things are popping, and things are happening, and, you know, I feel needed, and, and I'm out there in the world, and I'm making a difference, and I'm doing my job, and I'm making money, and I'm taking care of my kids, and every single minute of my day is full, but I can turn it off at the end of the day and read my book and fall asleep. That's kind of like seven mm-hmm. or eight for me. But mm-hmm. then when, this, when it goes a little bit to, like, eight plus or nine, when it becomes unmanageable, and I can't turn it off at night anymore, and I don't feel like I'm doing a very good job, and I feel like I've taken on too much, or 
the other thing that I notice is that the things that I do for me for self-care start to fall right to the bottom of the pile. I don't go to yoga. Yeah. I don't talk to friends in recovery. I don't manage my time. I mean, I, I guess manage my time well. I, I, I spend more time in my head than I do talking to people mm-hmm. in recovery. I start thinking that everybody else is doing it better than I am. That's a real sign that things are slipping. Because when I'm in balance or I'm talking to people in recovery or I, I'm working on myself, I don't really, how other people are acting doesn't really impact me directly. But when I'm starting to lose the, or get off the beam, as they say, then my thinking changes. And I, I, can't, I can't stand that. And I also see the way that it, it ripples through my family. You know, I think mm-hmm. that my kids get needier. My husband asks me about five times a day, are you okay? What's going on? Is everything all right? Because I'm, I'm off. I'm just not content and I'm doing all these things that I love and everything feels important. I can't possibly imagine one of those things not in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Kids are important and friends are important and work is important and spirituality is important and yoga is important. They're all important. I can't really cross one off. But when it all starts to sort of overwhelm me, then all of it loses its sort of luster for me. And I was laughing before the show. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, you know, maybe we should talk about how it is that we get back on track and how we recognize that we're off balance and how we get on balance again. And then I sort of laughed and I thought, or how we know what we should be doing, but we don't do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my version now of this past couple of weeks has been sending a text to Amanda or Lisa and saying, yeah, I'm really crazy. I think I'm losing my mind. Above high and off I run. Um, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't talk a little more. Talk about I'm it. To let you guys know, I'm crazy. I'm crazy, like a little sort of drop. I drop a little bomb, and then off I run because there isn't time to stop and fix everything. And that's when I know that everything's going to suffer. My family's going to suffer. I'm going to suffer. And that the things, because I'm a perfectionist, and this is what I mean by perfectionism being related to this whole problem. Um, you know, I'm not that important. The world is not going to stop revolving if I don't do everything perfectly. I just, when I'm right. not in balance and doing those things that sort of help me be grounded or spiritual or in touch with my friends, it feels that important in my head. And that's, alcohol, that's alcoholic thinking. And anyway, I could also go on and on forever and ever, but I think that this is basically a giant show of us having a live therapy session. <laughs> right, yeah. nervous breakdown whatever. Well, little mini nervous breakdowns or, you know, big ones or whatever. But I think, I think it's hard to, because of the perfectionism and the way that we're wired, it's hard to sort of be like, you know what? I, I'm kind of losing it here. Like, I, th- things don't feel right. And to be able to develop a language where we can turn to people who are safe or turn to people in recovery and say, help, you can't fix anything, but I just, I just sort of need to dump all this somewhere. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, it totally makes sense, Ellie. And Amanda, when you were talking about all that you had to deal with last week and how you could not get to the pharmacy to pick up your prescription and how mm-hmm. that small thing would have taken you five minutes and probably would have changed how you felt over the weekend. You probably wouldn't have had allergy problems or whatever. You know, I'm thinking, but what could she have done differently? And for me... I, I really want to know, what could you have done differently if you were so... That, that happens to me all the time. I, I can't get to somewhere that I really need to go to. You know, I use my lunch hour as much as I can. I mean, a lot of times that's when I exercise or I go to my therapy sessions. So that takes up 
pretty much every lunch, you know, every lunch hour. And then I'm always rushing from one place to the next to be with my kids after I get off work. And I don't know, I guess I'm asking, what do you ladies think? What's the middle ground? How, how do you make the time when you're so busy? Like Amanda, you said, sometimes we all know we just have to get these things done at work. We have to get these things done at home. But it still makes me wonder, how are you supposed to find balance when you're just pushed in every way so far that uh, there is no, there seems to be no way? Well, I know for me that so as we were sitting, as both of you were talking, I was it was mm-hmm. it occurred to me. Well, one way is we ask for help. <laughs> we just had a show about this. Oh right, and, we did, right. and then You're we didn't right. do it. That's, that, that's <laughs> probably not the person to talk to about that. <laughs> but it's you know what it even cracked me up, and it just dawned on me. I actually, and this was unusual because I don't think she ever asked of this, but I had a coworker. Just out of the blue, like Tuesday, say, hey, I'm going to CBS. Does anyone need anything? And I was like, no, no, I'm all set. I knew I had taken my last pill that morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, God, you know, God forbid I stop for one second and ask for help. And as much as I think, I, as much as I'm like, oh, I, I'm good at this. I've gotten trained at it. I'm, I'm ter- you know, sometimes I'm just terrible at it. And, and part of it is what Ellie was saying. I was in... That place where, you know, no one else can do it right, you know, like the, the extreme, that extreme place, you know, no uh-huh. one else can, you know, I just have to do it myself, you know, it's never going to get done, you know, unless I do it, it's never going to get done. And, and exactly that point, I am just not that important. And the other thing, too, is I could have stopped and taken five minutes and gotten to work five minutes later on one particular day or gotten home five minutes later on one particular day. So, I mean, sometimes you can just jam it in, which that isn't really a solution, though, because that's just saying we can do one more thing. But I think asking for help and just saying, you know what, you know, whether it be, you know, to your husbands or, you know, or whoever it may be, you know, if someone said to me, you know what, I'm, and I don't care who it is, whether it be the president of my company or, you know, the, you know, the, the, the person who, I don't know, the, the, everyone's important. Whoever it was in my company said, you know, could you, I really need to get this and I can't get, you know, I can't get to the store. Would you mind grabbing it for me? I wouldn't even blink an eye. I would absolutely jump and do it for them. Right. Oh, yeah, me too. And, yeah. But I would never think to ask for someone to take care of me. Or do something for me when it, you know, it was just, you know, and it, and it was staggeringly obvious to all of my coworkers that, <laughs> like, I, you know, thank God I have this this diet where, you know, I'm, you know, on a special diet where I'm eating certain things that I have at work already. Otherwise, I wouldn't have eaten. You know, it was right. that kind of a week. And oh yeah. I have a question, Amanda. Do you find that when you're feeling out of balance, that those things like not asking somebody to get your prescription filled at CVS or making those that if they're being, you know. Pennywise, the pound foolish with your time. Do those things happen when you're out of balance or as a result of being? I mean, I, I guess I'm not really. Cause I, 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 think, no, I, I get what you're though. saying. You're, I get it. it, yeah. it, it you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a result of being out of balance because, you know what, on another day, I would have said, oh, you're going to CVS? Awesome. Would you mind getting me this? But I was uh, yeah, out of sorts. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was, I was out of sorts because, you know, you know, we do that for each other. You know, if someone's going to Subway, they'll say, hey, anyone need anything for lunch? And I would never, ha- and I do the same thing. If I'm going 
to, you know, going to a store, you know, I'll say, hey, anyone need anything from here? You know, we just do that. But it was, it was definitely because I was just out of sorts that I, when she said that to me, I was just like, no. And I just dismissed it. It was, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny that you pointed that out because it's, it, it's, there was any other time I would have said, oh, yeah, that's great. Will you get this for me? But I was just all worked up in my head all week and probably even longer than that. It's probably been like two weeks that I've just yeah. been a little bit crazy. <laughs> well, it's cumulative, too. Like these, in and of themselves, I think individually they don't seem that big of a deal. But what I find, it's like a little rust spot in a car. You know, it just, if you let it, it's not a big deal on its own, but you let it go and it starts to corrode. And then pretty soon you have a bigger problem because you didn't stop it when it was small. And, you know, I, I always joke about how I'd love to learn a lesson sometimes without hitting the wall at 100 miles an hour and then say, oh, that was a bad idea. You know, I try to catch myself before I'm in those places of being just so completely overwhelmed or so completely crazy. I think I'm getting a little bit better at it, but it still has to be pretty bad for me to say, whoa, you know, I just feel like there's way too much going on. I might be aware of it earlier on. I can can say to myself, things are getting a little nuts. I'm aware of it earlier on, but I I don't, I still don't necessarily put my hand up and say, hey, you know, I can at least, you know, I'm screwed. I'm like, oh God, I've got three deadlines and my kids have deadlines and I've got, oh, right. I I mean, I can still, and I, I recognize it too. But it's already. But I don't it's, know. it doesn't necessarily mean that I can change the behavior that easily. I mean, it takes it takes a certain amount of pain for me to change behavior. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. any good alcoholic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to test them. I need to be a little bit of pain. Good yeah. point. Or I'll yeah. Do something. You know what's funny is today I actually gave someone the advice that is some of the best advice I got in early recovery is when I find my head going crazy. And the squirrel is on the wheel, you know, at full tilt, and, you know, my mind's going crazy to just literally stop and say aloud, stop. Just right. stop it. I have stop done that. It, Since stop you've it. Done that on the show, I have done that. Yeah. And it helps so much, and I actually said that out loud to someone today. So, I mean, maybe another way, too, is take our own damn advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, I love to give it. But I, I do find that sometimes I can, and then, and, and, I mean, I guess it's, it's been that way my whole life. I could, I can give the best advice in the world, and sometimes, you know, to actually take it myself is, you know, hard to do. I, you know, it's, it's you know, some, and it's, sometimes it's really good even. Take Good Care is a new collection of recovery readings inspired by the Bubble Hour. If you love the encouragement and support you find here on this podcast, then this new book is for you. Visit thebubblehour.com for more information or check the show notes for a link to purchase. You'll find Take Good Care on Amazon Worldwide. Take Good Care, recovery reading inspired by the Bubble Hour, the perfect gift for yourself and friends. Others find the message of recovery we champion on the Bubble Hour. Plus, get access to the entire backlist ad-free by joining us on Patreon. Patron support helps with the ongoing expense of making free versions of the show available, as well as the cost to make new content like our spin-off podcast, Tiny Bubbles. Become a Bubble Hour patron today at patreon.com slash thebubblehour and help us help others through stories of strength and hope.
So I think maybe the title of the show should not have been balanced. It should have been on taking your own advice. <laughs> yes. We're doing this whole like do as I say, not as I do thing. And it's so funny because I do know that I'm doing it. I do know. But I can't. It's like a train that's a while to break. You know, I just can't stop it. Well, one thing so that I found. That, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, part of that is just the demands of life. I mean, there's certain times when you right. push through, like we've talked about. But yeah. I can definitely see that when my thinking is changing, when I'm not doing things like asking for help or taking time to take care of myself or go to yoga or do whatever meetings or whatever I have to do, that I can take a situation that's already kind of sketchy and make it so much worse because my thinking yeah. is off. When, when I'm really feeling overwhelmed, you know, either at home or work or both, which is pretty frequently, really and truly, I, there's one of my very favorite things to tell myself is as, kind of like what you just said, Amanda, stop and think. And then I remind myself everything will be all right. It doesn't mean everything will stay the same, but if, this is all going to be okay. And sometimes I may repeat that three or four times. Everything's going to be okay. Maybe not the same, but okay. And it really, it really will be, you know, as long as I'm, you know, mindful of my recovery and I'm sober, I, I have faith that everything really will be okay. Even when I'm feeling unbalanced and overwhelmed, I know that it's only temporary and things will work out. They right. always do. They, they do. They definitely do. You know, in, in early sobriety, I really, I think there's times when our balance is different. You know, this talk, you know, in the different readings that we've read, there's all these different pieces of what makes a balanced life, just like the, the, the four food groups or whatever. And there was a time in, in early recovery where um, all of my balance was shifted towards recovery and not drinking. And I took off five weeks from work. I was doing an outpatient program. I was doing another program once a week. I was going to meetings every day. And then I had to go back to work. And so, and so I talked to my sponsor about it. And there was for a little while there, when I first went back to work, I was still going to meetings every night. And I was pretty tired. And I talked to my sponsor about it. And she's like, you need to find balance in your life here. You need to find, pick a few meetings that you go to and make those your regular meetings, but you need to take time for yourself too. And so I did. And I always had a routine. I went, actually, I still think I went five days a week, but Tuesdays and Thursday nights, I would stay home and I would just rest. And that was, I didn't do that because I had, I wanted to do 90 meetings in 90 days. So I didn't do it until after then, but after that time was up, I, I did take a little bit of a step back, and then as my life has changed in, in recovery, my balance has shifted. So I think that's the other thing, too, is being aware that our priorities can shift and that we do need to, we do need to be aware of all the different things, uh, what our needs are in life, all of our different needs, and acknowledge and accept the fact that sometimes things are going to be a, a little bit okay a little bit askew, and, and the, kind of, I guess it, it's what you were saying too, Lisa. It's just, it's kind of acceptance, like, okay, this will all level out, and I need to do, I need to gear up in this area right now, but not lose sight of any, not lose sight of the important things, but just kind of rebalance and maybe, okay, right now my priority has shifted over here, and so I need to let this one little down a little bit, and you can let 
the other, you know, do less of the other things, but not, but I think it's important that you don't let them go all away. Like I can't, I just say, okay, well, I won't go to recovery meetings for the next three weeks because they're a part of my routine. They're a part of my life and they're something that I need. So you need, that's why it's balance, not elimination. It's balance. I seem sort of pre-programmed to put the things that are the best for me at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. I think, oh, my yoga class oh, yeah. can wait, my hairstylist can wait, my, my recovery meetings can wait. Those things can't wait because the whole, I mean, I don't have any of those things without my sobriety. Right. There's and nothing I, more important than that. Okay, friends, that's it for this shorter episode. But if you'd like to hear the remainder of this conversation on balance, it is available on Patreon to our members there. You will see a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, for being part of the Bubble Hour community. We're glad that these archives remain available to you as a resource. We want you to remember you're not alone. There's a lot of us walking this sober walk, and it's a great life. Thank you so much for listening. Take good care. own it, I did that, not proud, but that was me, and when I face it, I take back a little dignity, not looking for excuses, I just want to be free from the power, weakness had on me. Just want to be free.